Hey, my name is Adam Whitescarver, and I'm the executive director at the Chattanooga House of Prayer, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for listening today, and I hope it encourages you and gives you perspective to see the beauty and the diversity of God's church, both in Chattanooga and the church at large. Thanks for listening. Hi, and welcome back to A Beautiful Church Podcast. This is your host, Adam Whitescarver, and we are discussing spiritual practices that help us to grow in our faith and grow in the beauty of the Lord because we are beholding Him and becoming transformed like Him. And in studio with us is Mickey Ann Harris. Mickey Ann, welcome. Happy to be here. And today we're talking about the most obvious of all spiritual (laughs) disciplines, the Ten Commandments. Adam... We really need to go into this well, but Why? Uh, well, because it what? makes no sense. What's first wrong? of all, we this is a this is season five. It's on rhythms, and then yeah. we're here talking about the Ten Commandments. And that's so, good, right? <laughs> the first thing you need to say is how in in the world does this fit with spiritual practices, and what do you have to say about the Ten Commandments today? Well, I can't even imagine why you would ask that almost insulting question, Mickey Ann, because... I'm sure none of our listeners would. Yes, they they don't think that this is a misplaced uh, (laughs) episode. But for those who don't know, um, the Ten Commandments are kind of important. Um, No, so trying to think of just where to start with this. You know, it used to be that in uh, every Protestant church and many of the Catholic ones, you would have three things... Virtually every Protestant church. I don't want to say every. That overstates my case. You, you, but you'd have three things written uh, or hanging on the wall. Um, you would have the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, and the Ten Commandments. Um, they were just considered so hugely important that even if the church wasn't wealthy, they would do something to, mm-hmm. you know, in a beautiful carved wood or forged in bronze kind of way, put these things on the wall. And um, they did that because they wanted to look stuffy and old-fashioned. That was their goal. Um, <laughs> there must have been another reason. And besides looking stuffy and old-fashioned, it's because those things um, were considered... That was a joke, by the way. Um, were considered, if you lost access to like your scriptures, or if you were looking mm-hmm. for summaries of the whole of the faith, um, it would be found in the Apostles' Creed, the Lord's Prayer, and the Ten Commandments. Wow. The Apostles' Creed, because it gives the gospel story from start uh, to now and then onward to end times, because it even mentions judgment. The Lord's Prayer, because it's the best summary of Christian spirituality. And then the Ten Commandments, because uh, it's the best summary of Christian morality. Hmm. Um, And they, you know, the Ten Commandments are, they have a special place in all of Scripture. I mean, if you think about you know, Scripture is, all Scripture is God-breathed. All Scripture is of equal importance, uh, equally inspired, you know, by the Holy Spirit. Okay, I want to be clear on that. Uh, But this is the only bit of Scripture that was written by the finger of God. Mm. Everything else came, uh, was recorded through people, uh, which doesn't make it less than, but there is something to, hey, the very finger of God wrote this. And it's repeated um, throughout, uh, you know, throughout Scripture. And, and, you know, if you think, they're they're repeated twice in the Old Testament. 
uh, at least, you know, just in their full form in, in Deuteronomy and Exodus 20. Uh, and then you have, you know, Jesus speaking to them uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, they're, they're, they're an important bit of scripture. And people think, I know, they think, oh, well, this is just the law, so we don't really have to pay attention to it. And I'm, and I'm getting to why these are spiritual in a second. But um, they, they all tie back to creation. Uh, and this is where it becomes uh, spiritual. Um, it's not just like a, you know, we, we've with the, you know, when we talk Sabbath yeah. on one of these episodes, uh, we're talking about how the Sabbath wasn't just a command that was given because God wanted to be bossy. Right. Um, it was a command that was helping people to know the importance of doing something that tied back to how they were created to be and in what kind of a world they were created. The same is true for each of the Ten Commandments. They all tie back, even though they're a law, they were a law that were pointing back toward uh, creation, toward natural law, toward the things that um, we we are meant to be. And so they, they all align with reality, with goodness, um, with how we're made, which is also good, by the way. And like if you're looking for like the catchphrase of, that people use, um, with human flourishing. Uh, so, so when we talk about 10 commandments, we're getting into, um, you know, what, what is it that makes life most, um, doable and livable? It's when we're functioning as we were meant to function. Mm -hmm. If, if you get rid of the, the 10 commandments just on a broad, I mean, just imagine a world for a second without the 10 commandments, what's that world going to be like? Uh, it, it becomes quickly unlivable. Um, you're, you're going to have to cast out uh, family. You're going to have to ca- cast out rest. You're going to cast out any kind of ownership whatsoever of anything. Um, because if, if stealing, for example, doesn't exist, or we pretend that that's not reality, or if we're pretending that no one owns anything, or if we pretend that um, there's not such a thing as personal private property, um, then, then you end up having this world where no one, no one's able to thrive. No one's able to thrive. Um, so each, each of these 10 commandments has, um, has built within them just concrete definitions of how life is meant to be. I don't think I've ever heard that perspective before, Adam, coming at the 10 commandments from, um, you know, as, as, as God intended it when he created us, um, that we in these, we function as we were meant to to function. So I look forward to hearing more about that with each of them. So, so then let's go toward um, human spirituality. Uh, if you're meditating on the Ten Commandments, so let me just pause for a second. Um, I want I want to encourage people to not be ignorant of what the Ten Commandments are, just as we would be like it's it's really rough to not have the Lord's Prayer memorized because you're not even going to know where to start in in biblical prayer that well without it. And just as you want to memorize at least some, some some summaries of the Christian faith, like the Apostles' Creed, I mean, I highly recommend memorizing all three of these, by the way, Me- take the time to memorize the Ten Commandments. They are an automatic way of sort of doing a, um, maybe a roll call of your own spiritual health, of your own spiritual um uh, how you're how you're walking with the Lord, so uh, you know, 
let's just take um so let let me let me back up for a second if you're if you're so in a in a prayer practice and this is not something that i this is not like the examine where you're going to do it every day mm-hmm. it's not like the lord's prayer where you're going to do it every day i mean some people do mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there have been seasons of my life where where i did you know i would go i would pray through just the gospel story of the apostles creed i would pray through the different um parts of the lord's prayer and i would pray through each of the 10 commandments mm-hmm. um but but you don't have to do it every day but they do help you to sort of say like where where do i see the grace of god working in my life uh in these 10 commandments where have i seen him working in me um where do i feel a tremendous desperate need of god to do more work in me um and and where do i just want to pause and sort of say you know search me and know me yeah. oh god um, I, I don't feel, I feel like there's something wrong here, but I can't quite tell. Or you can combine it with a, ver- you know, th- it, it's, it's, it does function like maybe the examine functions as well, where you're thinking, so let's just say you get through these and you're praying, um, you sh- thou shalt not covet. Um, that one, obviously, that's, that's the one commandment where it gets at your thought life, right? Mm-hmm. There's no one that's able to, I mean, uh, adulteries on the surface, obvious stealing murder right um but coveting is you know no one's going to see what you're actually secretly desiring right. even in the old testament there's a witness to these commandments are meant to uh search your heart as well but let's say i get to covetousness and i'm like you know i was really thinking so and so's job seems so much better than mine and or i or i'm i'm just i saw this person's posts on social media and i i want to be just like them, not in a way, and maybe maybe you're not even sure that um, you were crossed over from like, hey, that looks great, to uh, to I'm jealous in an mm-hmm. in evil kind of way. That's a moment where you can sort of take stock before the Lord of just saying, I, I need you to sort what's going on in my heart. Maybe it's something that you say, well, I want to go back and find some person that I know um, that will help me live this out well kind of a thing. Um, You know, it's not meant to be a let me just crush myself with the commandments uh, every time Mm -hmm. I want to pray into them. It's, but it is a, it's a good tool that helps you to be aware of like, where's their growth? Where am I seeing the life of God? Um, And it's a way of keeping fresh the calling of God um, on us. You know, um, we we really can get into spiritual drift. We can forget that there's an upward call, that uh, before the foundation of the world, God made a plan to uh, make us holy and blameless. Mm. He has a goal for us, um, and it's and it's His plan. It's the thing He desires to do. So we've got the best possible ally that's on our team, but we can just sort of. Um, make secret compromises that we don't even know we're making. And and I don't, again, I don't know that I'm going to have the words in a podcast uh, to get past some of this stuff because we totally associate this with negative, 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 negative. This is like some of the other practices we've talked about, even based on their name, like rule of life or mm-hmm. examine, that yes. there could be a knee-jerk reaction um, of negativity towards it. Yes. Um but if you were to think of like the commandments are a calling, like 
Think if somebody's offering you a phenomenal dream job where you get to do what you want to do and um, reap the benefits of that dream job in a way that uh, your current position is not doing for you. These commandments are calls to to thrive. Um, each of us is infinitely happier. It's it's way more fun to walk in righteousness than wickedness. Way more fun. Um, I mean, just to, just think of like, for example, when you have when you spend a day where you're like just about fully self controlled. How much better do you feel on those days? Everything from like I ate well to I went to bed on time to I was kind to people that I wanted to be kind to and I managed my time well. All those things feel way better than when you're out of control in all of those things. And that's just one example. Mm -hmm. This is like thing after thing after thing. So it's a positive invitation. And we should be viewed, the commandments can be viewed as an invitation because that's what it is, life in Christ, is this invitation to this upward calling, this thing for which the Apostle Paul was willing to say, like, I count everything else as garbage, as refuse uh, compared to knowing Christ. And these are all um, these are all benchmarks, sort of just evaluation tools that help us to say, like, to hear the voice of God saying, I'm, I'm calling you to this. Uh, I, I want more for you. Um, not, again, not in the, oh, you're so stinky. You're not there yet, kid. But in the, hey, I've got this great thing for you. This is what you're called up into. This is a, a whole paradigm shift. As I'm listening to you talk, you're talking, I mean, you're using words like, you know, thriving and flourishing and with the Ten Commandments. An upward call um, with the Ten Commandments, whereas many of us can approach that with a sense that it's there's going to be um, condemnation and, like you said, feeling like we're, we're not hitting the mark or, um, or even law, you know, just, uh, right. just law. So this is a very different take. Well, um, you know, two things that go with it. You know, we, uh, we love because he first loved us. You're not going to get anywhere if you're sitting there. Um, you know, this is a cheesy way to say it, but I say, like, nobody beats themselves up into the kingdom of God. You only beat yourselves down. You have to be loved up into the kingdom of God. And so, you know, putting yourself before the Lord of saying like, each of these commandments is actually something that he has, uh, he's called me to, that he's got as a destiny for me. Um, something that he's working. I mean, again, I've been citing this a lot because um, this is where my studies are while we're recording this, but Ephesians 1, um, you know, Paul is talking about before he made the world, he had this plan for you uh, to to be holy and blameless. That's that's the goal, um, and and so you know that this is part of his calling. Even before you sinned, he he was preparing an opportunity to display um, his incredible calling on us, his forgiveness toward us, his the riches of his grace. He's got these. Just think Trinity before all eternity was made, right? Mm. Or sorry, before all the world was made. Um, He's got forgiveness in him, but he's had no one to display it, put it on display with. Mm. And so he's creating us, and he's got this opportunity to put this forgiveness and mercy on display. And that's, he knows that we're going to sin. He creates us anyways and says, this is worth the pursuit and making them. And I'm going to work my grace in them, put it on beautiful display for uh, not only the earth, but the heavens to see. And um, th- these commandments 
point back to what that holy and blamelessness is that he's got as an ultimate calling. Um, but then Paul talks, he, he shifts gears starting at verse uh, 15 in, I think, in his, um, in Ephesians 1. And he, then he gets toward, and he starts talking about what is the hope of our calling. He's talking about how he's praying for the Ephesians. And then he mentions um, that we would know, the, that they would know the hope of their calling. Well, God has the same goal for us as the Ephesians, that we would know the hope of our calling. So, Ten Commandments, viewed with some New Testament eyeballs, give um, what, is a, what is the hope of our calling. But they also give... Um, they give a place to confess. So this is where people might feel like, oh, well, now it's time to go to the negative spot. We just knew you were going to bring the hammer down. Um, listen, uh, um, it's it's so worth it in the Christian life to admit where we are not yet who we are meant to be hmm. and to be honest about that. We, we can't actually get to where we're meant to be until we're honest. Um, you know, when we're honest, though, that's the place where God is able to bring in the healing. You know, there's there's even promises with confession. You know, he's faithful and just not only to forgive those sins, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So when we're made aware of places where we've got ugly still going on, and that's true for each of us, that doesn't negate his tremendous call for us, uh, but it, um, it, it makes us aware of where we're not yet lined up with that call. So we can confess those sins, and even the act of confession not only gets forgiveness, but it, God somehow, according to his promises, works the cleansing process of getting rid of that unrighteousness. So, you know, this, this practice of, um, of the Ten Commandments uh, helps us to just take stock of remembering what's the call. It, you know, it's amazing to me what we can fall asleep with. Um, you know, do, pray, pray, pray on a fairly regular basis, or at least maybe once a year through some of these things. Lord, do I have any other false gods? Um, and then he points something out to you that you weren't even aware you were doing, uh, where you were kind of valuing something above God, or where maybe where you were slack in, um, participating in the life of God in community or something, because you've been putting, I don't know, fantasy football or something ahead of the Lord. Um, that's a great, that's a place to say, oh, I'm blocking what I could have. Um, and yes, it, it is a little painful because you're cutting off stuff that you don't need. Um, but, but again, viewed rightly, it, this is an exciting practice. Yeah, you've you've used you're using words like exciting and life giving with this practice, and I'm just so curious because I know there was probably a point where you began to do this in your own life. Mm. But what would you? How would you suggest we even begin to practice this? Uh, you know, how do we begin to practice this with the Ten Commandments, where it is life giving? And you just mentioned maybe even once a year, so that you're mm-hmm. saying this is an occasional taking stock kind of thing in the in God's presence. So how would you? Uh, ex- how would you explain to us how to go about this? Yes. So the first step, and I already um, mentioned this, is memorize them. Mm-hmm. Just take the time to memorize them. Um, if they're in your head and they're memorized, God will sometimes cause you to go through examining these on on their own. Like a tutor. Like a tutor, yep. It it will, um, they'll pop into your head. Um the second thing is don't just uh, once memorized um, pray through them don't just memorize them 
actually sort of say, Lord, help me to follow this commandment. Pause on each one, you know, ask him to take stock of your life. Um, take, take, just take uh, some holy imagination and sort of picture your life if it really were free of all other gods. If there was no love in your life that competed at all with Jesus. Um, if you were completely free of idols, things that were stealing your attention away. Um, if, if your life, you know, t- do not take the Lord's name in vain. That's not just cussing. That's like the whole of your life, um, is aimed toward God. Um, you know, your life matches up, you know, and I don't, I don't have time to get into why I'm not making that up, but, uh, if your whole life lines up with your confession of faith, what you, what you believe, um, what, what that would look like and what, what results those would yield. Ask God to give you glimpses of um, what that upward calling is. Because again, this has to do with how we're meant to function optimally. I mean, I don't know that anyone's, any of us are going to get there, but let's keep hearing it. Because in heaven, we will have that fully, um, fully free in the sense of being t- sin, all the things that hinder us will be gone. Let's just keep moving toward that kingdom uh, as best we can uh, in this life. And so the the stock every now and then, you know, this, I will say this about the Ten Commandments, and this is where maybe I'll agree with you that, you know, the commandment thing that feels a little negative. This is an intense practice. Mm-hmm. This is no like you, it, and it takes some time to do it thoroughly. I yeah. mean, you can do it quickly. And I, I, there was a season of my life where I just did that, did it fairly regularly. Um, but you know, we, in another episode, we talk about the rule of life and how some practices are daily, some are weekly, some are monthly, some are yearly. This is an intense enough practice to where, um, you almost want to have other people that are going to do it with you because just, you know, we still have that Adam and Eve will make our own coverings for our own sin kind of a thing. We will hide. Um, this is worth finding someone to do a retreat with you or say, Hey, let's go through the uh, 10 commandments together and just sort of pray and ask the Lord to take stock of our lives to reveal to us, are we still living fully for um, the upward calling of Christ? Are we still allowing ourselves to have that that voice um, speaking into our lives? And, um, and then just going through them and allowing the Lord to renew and refresh your heart with his, his calling of love of like, hey, this is how I made you to be. I didn't make you to be filled with anger and bitterness and rage. I didn't make you to have out of control lusts that you don't know how to get under wraps. I didn't make you uh, to be an unscrupulous business person that, you know, doesn't pay your employees the fair wages that they need or um, cheats in your sales or has like ridiculous price gouging because, uh, you know, you think you can get away with it or because you found enough suckers to buy whatever you're buying, you know, just whatever, um, whatever those things are that, uh, are in your life, you know, and, and hearing it in a positive sense. And I'll just say this, the convicting power of the Holy spirit is, um, even when he's correcting you, you get it that you're loved by him at the same time. Mm-hmm. especially when you meet him in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you're willing to if you're putting yourself out there, if I want to be who I'm meant to be, um, I mean, you'll, you'll probably be offended and want to run away if all you have in you is, I just, I'd rather be something less than I'm ever meant to be. But if you'll, uh, and that, then you have work to do of your own, uh, yeah. uh, on an old separate route there of like, 
oh Lord, I'm, I'm deeply compromised. What do I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can tell you I've, I've come face to face with this and realized, oh, I kind of love the evil in this part of my life more than I love God. And I didn't know what to do, but I had to go back and say, God, I need you to, I need you to work on this because I have no idea how to change my heart to love good instead of evil. And I can tell you that I love evil right now instead of good. Um, and in his mercy, you know, he transformed my heart, but that was still a scary, that was a scary moment. I'll admit that one was a scary moment. I don't want to try and make this seem like it's all fluff, but. Well, I think, um, I really do. I, I am seeing how this can be very, very life-giving as you're explaining it in this way. You, you mentioned using your holy imagination. Mm-hmm. What would my life be like, you know, without some of the negative stuff? What would it be like if it was as God intended? You know, I'm created for more than this, and it basically, and and that is really beautiful of of having that opportunity to to, to envision what your life would be like as you're flourishing and thriving in the way that you're created to. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. Um, it is time for us to take a break. So let's take a quick break and come back with some more thoughts on the Ten Commandments after this. If you are a pastor or ministry leader looking for fellowship and mutual support, unified prayer, and a place to network with other ministry leaders for the benefit of our city, Pray Chattanooga would be a great connection point for you. Each month, we coordinate regional gatherings of pastors getting together for prayer all over the city. From this network, there have been many testimonies of collaborations between churches, multiple stories of pastors finding encouragement in their personal lives and in their ministries, and an abundance of answered prayers. To find out how you can get connected, visit chathop.org. Welcome back to A Beautiful Church Podcast. We've been discussing uh, that chief of all spiritual devotions, the Ten Commandments. And, Everybody does it. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is a good one. Um, Mickey Ann, during our break, you mentioned how you were going to grill me with some additional questions. Do you want to ask me that now, or you want me to give some additional thoughts on the Ten Commandments? Well, we can do both. I won't grill you exactly, but okay, you know, we good. start out this episode, and I seriously, seriously was genuinely asking how does this fit into prayer practices or how does this fit into you know the rhythms that we've been going through and i think i've gotten a glimpse of that how this really is an important life-giving prayer rhythm but i wondered you know you i know that you're working on this um as a possible retreat guide coming up and you mentioned the importance of gathering you know a friend or two or a group whatever to do this together did you want to say anything more about that about how retreat offers a good opportunity for exploring this practice. Yeah, I think this just goes hand in hand with like my whole f- thinking about the Christian church. You know, we we spend s- so much time um, divorcing our theology from prayer, and I and I really just don't think uh, you can do that. Um, you know, if we'll give if we would give more time to praying about things that seem just information, we would be transformed by them. And the Ten Commandments are no exception. Um, And so maybe there's like this thing in me where it's like, well, this is kind of in your face in the sense of like, this is the last thing we would ever think we can make a prayer devotion out of because it's just so mental and Old Testament-y and blah, blah, blah. Um, But really, they are are a thing that people have prayed through and thought about and put put themselves before the Lord with for centuries, for centuries upon centuries. Um, and and maybe if I 
let me switch this because maybe this is where we go to close. Um, Jesus summed these up. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself, right? Um, and, I, and I did sort of mention, you know, the, the two sides of the love the Lord your God part, which is, okay, um, what am I called upwardly into? And where do I need to confess where I'm not lining up with that? But this, the Ten Commandments also, you know, remember, the world is not livable if you don't have the Ten Commandments. It becomes an unlivable, mm-hmm. horrific, nightmarish world. Um, just get, just think of any one of them like murder's just fine, yeah. uh, adultery's just fine, um, all sexual norms are uh, gone. Um, you can you can just lie about whatever you want um, and bear any false witness that you want against your neighbor, and it works. You know, just all these things is like, God, that's completely dystopian. Um, when we pray into these they actually help us to love better, to love our neighbors uh, better. Um, and so, the, you know, the, re- the retreat guide is just going to be taking these thoughts uh, that I've said about the Ten Commandments, this heart behind them, putting them in a step-by-step, really, ten different uh, times to pray, believe it or not. Um, although I really do... Um, want to put a beginning, like sort of like a, a little beginning thing that I say and an end thing that I say in in, in there. And um, j- the old word for Ten Commandments, do you know what it is, McKeon? I don't. It's called the Deca Log. Oh, actually, I did know that, but I was afraid to say it. It actually means ten <laughs> words, Deca, ten log mm-hmm. words. And so at the beginning and the end of this retreat guide, I want to have a prologue <laughs> and an epilogue. To the Decalogue. Sorry. Um, Lots for, of logs in Yeah, there. I I think that's funny. Um, that's, okay. That's, yes. You know, it'd be helpful if we could have, um, Shane, if you're listening, Shane's our producer, could you put like some of those audience laugh noises in uh, right about I when I say that? I think our listeners are smart enough to know. Better. Uh, no, they would know. They could tell <laughs> that it was our live audience. Um, so so just, just as a... Our live audience is Shane out there mocking us right now. Yeah, you know, he, he's going to be sorry because <laughs> this is going to be his favorite spiritual practice. Um, so, at, so at any rate, uh, the, the, the whole retreat guide, the idea behind it is just um, helping people to make use of this and begin to redeem that because you you said you asked how do I how do I how do we even begin to practice this um, I th- I think that's just it we we're gonna have to practice we're going to be bad at this we are so not used to just bringing the commandments of God and seeing how they were meant to be hmm. and having that realization of what is the hope to which we are called how is there a goal of God in this and where is his goodness tied to it um, that that it'll take some you know, we might know what we're supposed to be doing, but um, it's going to take some practice to actually get there. Uh, so unless you got more questions for me, I'm going to wrap this one up, Mickey Ann. No, this has been great, insightful, and I'm looking forward to, to getting that retreat guide sometime. Amen. All right. Well, thank you for listening to A Beautiful Church Podcast. This has been the Ten Commandments in our Season 5 with myself, Adam Whitescarver, and Mickey Ann Harris. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back with you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us. 
The Chattanooga House of Prayer is a nonprofit ministry based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where we are seeking the transformation of our city through unified prayer, worship, and action. I want to give a special thank you to those of you who give generously to this ministry. We have just learned over the years that many hands make light work, and it is because of you that we can continue this important mission. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit chathop.org. That's C-H-A-T-T-H-O-P dot org slash podcast for more information. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, share it on your social media, and tag us at Chattanooga House of Prayer. Thanks again for listening.